in Georgia Ag Review for the week ending July 12th. The news this week is all about the House vote on the Farm Bill. It was by a narrow margin, but the U.S. House passed what was called a farm-only farm bill. Randall Wiseman has the report. The U.S. House of Representatives passed what was called a farm-only farm bill, H.R. 2642. After the debate on both sides of the aisle went back and forth, the final vote came in at 216-4208 against. House Ag Committee Chairman Frank Lucas said the new Federal Agriculture Reform and Risk Management Act of 2013 saves taxpayers nearly $20 billion, including $6 billion in sequestration. The bill before us includes 11 of the 12 titles of H.R. 1947, as amended on the House floor last month. To recap, we adopted over 60 amendments in an open process. This bill gives taxpayers nearly $20 billion in savings in mandatory federal spending. It's the most significant reduction to farm policy in history. The bill represents or consolidates more, repeals I should say, or consolidates more than 100 programs administered by USDA, including direct payments to farmers. The bill also repeals outdated and unworkable permanent law and replaces it with the cost-effective and market-oriented provisions of the Title I going forward. But before the House even took it up, the Obama administration noted they were strongly opposed to H.R. 2642 as the president's senior advisors would recommend he veto the bill should it even come to his desk. After removing nutrition programs from the bill, next will be a conference between the Senate and House to meld one bill. Here is Gary Crawford from Washington, D.C. It was a debate in the House Thursday that had everything. Cheers! Booze, sometimes at the same time, and even laughs. It was all about first a move to strip the nutrition title away from the House Farm Bill, leaving only ag programs. Those two have been married in farm bills since 1965, but as the disgruntled Wisconsin lawmaker Gwen Moore put it, The House is filed for divorce! And it was granted, leaving the House to debate what Ag Committee Chairman Frank Lucas then called, The Farm Bill Farm Bill. And so the debate raged. What we have done is excluded some extraneous pieces which would cause the bill to fail. Imagine referring to the nutrition title of the farm bill as extraneous. Farm policy and food stamp policy should not be mixed. They should stand on their own merits. I believe the strategy of splitting the farm bill is a mistake. But mistake or no, the House passed the so-called farm bill, farm bill 216 to 208. This week at the White House, the President and First Lady talked about the role of vegetables in healthy eating and how and why they feel veggies have gained in popularity in recent years. President Obama's favorite vegetable is also revealed. Gary Cooper with Sandy Zimmerman have this report. This week at the White House, the President and First Lady talked about the role of vegetables in healthy eating and how and why they think veggies are becoming more popular. In this report from Cindy Zimmerman, President Obama's favorite vegetable is also revealed. The President of the United States gave a plug for the fresh produce industry at the second annual Kids State Dinner this week at the White House. You know, my, my family, when they cooked vegetables, they would just like boil them. And they'd get all soft and mushy and n- nobody wanted to eat a pea or a Brussels sprout because they, they tasted horrible because they were all mush. Uh, broccoli, it'd be all mushy. And, you know, now I actually like vegetables because they're prepared right. And so you guys are getting a jump on things because you're figuring that that out uh, earlier. President Obama later told a student reporter that his favorite food now is broccoli. 
Compare that to a previous president a few years back who ended up with a truckload of broccoli dumped at the White House after saying he didn't like broccoli. And so it goes. America's schools are poised to have vending machines and snack bars stocked with healthy choices. Gary Cooper has the report with Susan Carter from Washington, D.C. As schools around the nation are gearing up for another school year, some changes are in store for school cafeterias. Susan Carter has more. With the new Smart Snacks and School Standards, students will have different snacks and beverages to choose from out of cafeteria snack bars and vending machines. We're moving away from sugary drinks and the sports drinks that contain a lot of sugar, the snacks that are high caloric with very little food value. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says of the new more healthy choices. The snacks would be limited to 200 calorie snacks. The uh, Uh, entrees in the a la carte line would be limited to 350 calories. This is really designed to provide a consistent message in our schools as we deal with a growing obesity epidemic and a hunger issue that impacts too many of our children today. The new Smart Snacks and School Standards draw on recommendations from the Institute of Medicine and existing voluntary standards already implemented by thousands of schools across the country. The changes go into effect at the start of the 2014 school year. July is National Grilling Month, and Suzanne Black with the George Beef Board said they not only have a lot of great recipe ideas on their website, they also want to remind everyone about various grilling tips. Many folks across the state are enjoying National Grilling Month, which is taking place during July. And to help not only consumers, but even cattle producers, the Beef Checkoff has various tips for cooking. Suzanne Black with the Georgia Beef Board invites everyone to check these out. Some tips that a lot of people tend to forget, and they're really vital, especially during this National Grilling Month of July. So it's really good to kind of recap some of those grilling tips, and no matter how much of an expert grillers could be that they sometimes could tend to forget. And Suzanne hits some of the highlights of ones we all need to remember. One of the most important one is not to overcook your meat. You want to cook your meat to a medium rare and that's going to be about 145 degrees internal temperature for steaks and 160 degrees for internal temperature of burgers. So that's really vital. You want to have that best experience for your steak. You also don't want to press on your meat. You don't want to cut into it um, to check that temperature. You want to use a thermometer because you want to be able to savor all those juices that you can while you're grilling that meat. To get the best experience, just log on to the Georgia Beef Board website at gabeef.org. Eggs are pretty much a staple in most American households, but some adventurous consumers are branching out and replacing the traditional chicken egg. Here is Julie McPeak. Duck eggs. Well, eggs are pretty much a staple in most American households, but some adventurous consumers are branching out and replacing the traditional chicken egg with duck eggs. Duck egg producer John Metzer explains just some of the reasons why. Many people that are allergic to chicken eggs can eat duck eggs. They're also more nutritious, and many people feel they're better for baking. Plus, it's just something new and different and unique, and I think people like to try new and different things. Duck eggs are larger in size than their chicken counterparts with similar amounts of protein per 100 grams, but contain higher amounts of many vitamins and minerals, such as iron, B12, and potassium. And according to duck farmer Leslie Braben, another difference is the yolk. The yolk is bigger in relation to the white in a duck egg. So with chicken egg, you get a yolk and a white. With a duck egg, you get a yolk, capital Y, and then a white. So it'll be a little more yolkier in taste. But other than that, the taste is the same. It's more texture. According to Braben, the texture when cooked is often described as richer and creamier, as she suggests. You say, do a taste test, a blind test. Do one chicken egg and one duck egg, and don't tell which is which. 
and see which one he likes better. They come back nine times out of ten and just rave about the duck eggs. Just a note that one other difference is a more durable shell and harder membrane, requiring a bit more to crack it. So you may want to be careful of switching back and forth between duck and chicken eggs. Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast Agriculture reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Agnet's podcast.